Hey there. Did you know that tensions tend to be highest for blended families when everyone is together? <laughs> Maybe you've noticed that when you've tried to do something fun with the whole family and it didn't go as well as you'd hoped. If you can relate, Maybe you'd like to join us on Thursday, May 16th for an interactive workshop all about navigating the tensions of family time. You'll connect directly with us and other blended couples in a 90-minute Zoom call and work on your own personalized strategy for responding to the challenges of family time in your unique family blend. That's right. You can join us and our community by hopping into Blending Together, where we hold one of these workshops each and every month. So if you'd like direct interaction with us in the context of a supportive group of other blending couples, then the Blending Together community is right where you need to be. Mm -hmm. So scroll all the way to the bottom of the show notes for this episode and click the link to check out the details. We would love to meet you on the 16th for our upcoming Intentionally Blending workshop right inside of the Blending Together community. Mm -hmm. Now, let's get to the episode. The amount of pressure and anxiety that I had been putting on myself to fit some role that I had created in my head that they didn't even need or want, it was huge. And so when I finally got to a point where I could just relax into this concept of being their Stacy, the the weight that lifted and the the great conversations and the good times and the good memories that we've had have been huge. Welcome to the Blended Family Coaching Show, where you'll discover how to move your stepfamily from just surviving to truly thriving. Grab your headphones and listen in as we share practical real-life strategies for building healthy bonds, understanding the kids' perspective, romance and partnership, parenting with great teamwork, and yes, even co-parenting with a difficult ex. We're Mike and Kim Anderson, and we believe with the right tools, every step couple can overcome the common challenges of stepfamily life. Join us for authentic and sometimes comical conversations to discover how you can lead your family with confidence and create the future you really want. Well, hey there. Thank you so much for joining us mm -hmm. again for another episode here on the Blended Family Coaching Show. We're so grateful that you choose to spend time with us every single week. Mm -hmm. And hey, if you're thinking about it right now over on Apple Podcasts, hit a star. Let us know how we're doing for, for you. Maybe if you have a few minutes, leave a review. We would mm, love to hear yes. how the show is bringing value to you. Over on Spotify, you can't do that. You can just hit the star, but we'd love to hear that as well. So yeah, You can send yeah. us an email too. Absolutely, anytime. We are so excited to jump into today's episode because we've got three guests joining us today who have stories and voices that are, are just different than ours. Yeah. You know, we talk a lot about step-parents but we don't talk a lot about step moms because I'm the step parent in our relationship and I'm a step dad. And that's a little different sometimes right. than being a step mom and you're a mom, but I've not a step, -mom. a step mom. Yeah. Yeah. And so we thought, Hey, we need to get some different stories going on the, on the show. And we're so excited. we're so excited to invite Brenda and Tiffany and Stacy to the show. Welcome mm -hmm. ladies. Thank you for being here. Hello. Thank you. Wow. Yeah. Welcome. Welcome. Yeah. Well, I wonder, let's, let's start by maybe just doing a little bit of an introduction and we're going to ask each of you to just, you know, well, we just said your name, but you can just say who you are, your first name and how long you've been blending, how long you've been married, number of kids and who belongs to who and kind of the age range. We'd love to know the age range of the kids at the point that you first came together with your spouse. Okay. So Brenda, we'll get started with you. Uh, this is where I need my husband to help me with all the dates because I have a terrible memory. I do <laughs> know my name is Brenda. Oh, <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, we just celebrated 20 years of marriage. Ooh, wow. Excited awesome. about. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we have seven kids between us. So mm -hmm. Gil has four. I had three. Uh, six boys and one girl in the wow. mix there. And I, I need to be able to share about my um, 9.4 grandchildren children so that's okay. been wow. yeah. another layer of step family world that is wow. exciting um, yep. yeah and when we got married our kids were the in between the ages of 10 and 21 
Wow. Okay. So you had quite a range. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Brenda. Mm-hmm. How about you, Tiffany? Well, my name is Tiffany, and I am coming up on 10 years of marriage um, mm-hmm. in August of this year. So mm-hmm. pretty excited about that. Ah. Yeah. Um, I came into the marriage. Brian has two kids. Mm-hmm. Um, they were eight and 10 yep. when we got together. And then I have a biological son that I had placed for adoption mm-hmm. when he was born. Mm-hmm. But um, he is in our lives um, yeah. very much so. So it's it yeah. just adds another dynamic to our sure. blending. Um, and he is married and has a child. So we have... Yeah. A grandbaby in that mix as well. So it, yeah. it makes for a very interesting dynamic for us. It, yeah. it does. And uh, just that story, I know there's a whole lot to it, but what a beautiful story that is of just mm-hmm. that connection that you've built. That's awesome. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And he was 20 when we yeah. got together. So yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Great. And, and how about you, Stacy? Well, hello. Um, I'm Stacy. I have been married to Rich. Uh, we'll be at nine years this coming April. So almost there. Um, the girls were all his. Um, I, I took on four stepdaughters when we got married. Wow. Uh, at the time of our wedding, they the twins were 13 uh, and then 11 and 10. And we wow. had been together about 18 months. So they were a little bit younger than that when we first yeah. met and started the process. Wow. Four girls and two of them in teen years. Wow. Yes. Brutal. (laughs) Awesome. Very cool. Well, thank you so much. uh, Just to kind of get to know each of you a little bit. I know the listeners Mm. would love to know who they're, who they're connecting with. Well, I wonder if we can just hop into a few questions. Definitely. I, before we do that, I want to just share a fun fact. Oh, is all these lovely stepmoms are from our neck of the woods. Yeah, all, that's right. We're all from the Pacific Northwest Woo! and we've been friends for years. Yep. And we all are about step families and exactly. helping step families and supporting step families. So we're just so honored to have you guys here again. Thank Absolutely. you so much. For sure. So one question we want to we want to start off with a fun question. <laughs> what might be your sweetest moment or memory as a stepmom? What's amazing is when you mention that immediately this memory comes to my mind that it's it's like it happened yesterday. So uh, long story short, we were in line going to a high school football game and. Granted, I have three boys, so I, I'm a boy mom, right? <laughs> so Gil's <laughs> boys were like one of the one of my guys. Uh, and we were standing in line and this this other kid kind of stood in front of us, you know, and kind of cut in line. And one of my stepsons, who at that time was probably six foot tall, stepped in between me and this kid and said, Hey, don't cut in front of my mom. Oh, wow. I mean, even now I get chills because that is, t- was to me a win because yeah. I can identify as a stepmom or bonus mom or whatever. But when he called me mom, it was like, wow. oh my goodness, that was huge. Yeah. <laughs> but, and he awesome, was protecting Brenda. you and sticking yeah. up for you. Yeah. I know. That oh, is a that's sweet moment. Very sweet. <laughs> Thanks, Brenda. Yeah. That's great. Who else might have one to share? I can uh, I can share one that just came to mind. Um, we had been married probably three and a half years or so. Um, and one of the older uh, stepdaughters, one of the twins, she and I had had a pretty challenging relationship up to that point. Obviously, the teenagers are, are really tough. Um, most of her social media posts were with her friends or with her mom, very understandably. Um, but it was my birthday. And she posted a very sweet, very lengthy birthday post to me um, that mentioned some very specific ways that I had made a positive impact in her life. And that was very meaningful given the season that we were in. Yeah. Wow. And that's extra sweet because that was coming from a teenage girl. That's amazing. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Love it. Finally, somebody using social for something good. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Yeah. How about you, Tiffany? I think for me, um, it's just very simple. But the one thing that pops to my mind and first thing that pops to my mind is um, the first time that my stepdaughter 
told me that she loved me and it was very unsolicited just out of the blue and it was through a text and it just and we've had definitely had our bumps in the road along the way and i just i those small wins you know when especially when they're unsolicited just makes all the difference in the world it makes it worth it yeah and and it sounds like all three of these memories you've you've shared were unexpected Mm. just kind of like presented mm-hmm. to you in this surprising moment and mm-hmm. just so sweet yeah yeah i love that I, I love the fact tiffany you just used the term small win yeah and man sometimes the small wins just get lost in all the chaos of everything else that's going on and when we lose those small wins we start to hope starts to wane But if we can hold on to those and talk about them and remind ourselves or grab a picture and keep it on the fridge or something, man, that is so powerful. I mean, it's interesting that each of your memories are small, simple things that are, are powerful. Meaningful. Yeah. 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 What, what thoughts do you have about that? Well, I was just going to mention that you also use the words bumps in the road, bumps Mm. in the road, Tiffany, with your stepdaughter. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And that reminded me of something that Ron Deal said in one of his videos that being a stepmom is like lighting your hair on fire and putting it out with a hammer. (laughs) Yeah. Who originally said that? There was a a stepmom. Who said that? Was that Heather Heather Hetchler? Somebody sounds like something Heather would say. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he was he was quoting someone else. Yeah, it's such a graphic picture, right? I mean, this horrendous Mm -hmm. picture of a stepmom with her hair on fire, hitting herself with a hammer. And and that's always stuck with me, like how hard it is to be a stepmom. Mm -hmm. And we were all of us were recently at uh, the summit for step families. And I ran into Tiffany in the uh, lobby area and she was wearing a beautiful article of clothing. I don't remember if it was a scarf or a blouse, but it had peacock feathers all over it. Do you mm. remember? Yeah, I do. <laughs> and I, and I complimented you because you looked gorgeous and the peacock feathers are beautiful. And you, you've shared something really interesting with me that that kind of correlates with Ron's comment or whoever said that comment about stepmoms, but in a much more, I think, gentler, but profound way. Mm-hmm. Would you mind sharing like the, the peacock analogy? Sure. So um, my friend Heather, who's also in step family ministry, um, actually shared this at a stepmom retreat that I went to early on. But peacocks, to get their color, they actually eat poison. And so they're eating the poison, which brings out their color. And so she correlates that to the stepmom life because mm. many times that's what it's like. It's like, we're just taking in all of this poison and, mm. you know, the, the struggles and the stresses of just blending and being a stepmom, because, you know, as you said earlier, there is a big difference between a stepmom and a stepdad. Mm-hmm. So um, to eat that poison, but in the end, it brings out the colors and mm-hmm. it really makes you flourish. Yeah. And I know in my faith, that's very much how it works. So you Absolutely. really connect with that. Like yeah. I had to take yeah. some lumps. There were mm-hmm. bumps in the road and I had to take some lumps. Mm-hmm. But eventually your beauty shines through. Yeah. If you can stay the course. And it's actually the metabolizing of the poison that ends up bringing the beauty. Wow. That's pretty wild. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So that that's a great lead in into our next question, which is mm. what are some of the challenges you guys have faced as stepmoms? Like what is your biggest challenging moment where you just thought, oh, what did I sign up for? I, the, what kind of poison did you guys have to ingest? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think for me, my hardest piece to figure out was how I fit finding my identity and my confidence in my role in this family. Uh, Because for a very long time, I didn't feel like I fit. Uh, And that was, that was a very hard journey for me. Yeah. 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 Feeling that outsider role sounds like. Very much so. Yeah. We call it the stranded stranger. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Thanks for sharing that, Stacey. Yeah. I think we can all relate to that to some aspect. I think um, for me, it was scheduling and 
learning how to live with a schedule that can change on an instant. Mm-hmm. Um, because I had been single for many, many years. So coming into the marriage, that was, you know, we did all our research and planned as much as we could and prepared. Mm-hmm. But early on, I realized that I can't plan like I like to, because mm-hmm. there's another household that often dictates mm-hmm. our household schedule. So vacations and, and we couldn't just go on vacation anytime we wanted or, yeah. you know, weekends, all that kind of um, planning that I love to do. It just made it very difficult and you know, caused problems in the marriage initially and, you know, made it very difficult, even just the relationship with the kids, because I projected that frustration. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That could yeah. be challenging. So you you didn't have the ability to plan, but also spontaneity was hijacked along the way. Yeah. So both, both directions. Everything yeah. gets hijacked, right? Yeah. When you're dealing yes. with yeah. another home and, yeah. and the input. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting that you projected some of that as well. And that yeah. came through. Yeah. What yeah. about for you, Brenda? Um, I think I underestimated the impact of the other home mm. on my stepkids, which impacted me. Mm. scheduling yes but even uh i mean that's kind of always a moving target (laughs) um but mainly attitude because things that were being said in the other home were just not true Mm. so it's not like we had to defend ourselves but we just continued being who we were who we are um and sometimes that didn't really play out in our favor until our kids moved out Right. And became adults. And then looking back over their shoulder, it's like, oh, now I get what was mm-hmm. going on. Mm-hmm. So I think it was important for to have long haul mentality. Like, you know, I married their dad. Um, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> mm-hmm. And when you decide you want to have a relationship with me, I'm here. I'm all in. But at some point I had to kind of take it half a step back to protect my heart because I kept feeling like I was getting kicked in the gut all the time, yeah. which would, I guess, be equivalent of that poison stuff you were talking about. So, right. um, but it's that idea of being self-protecting, but not in, to the point that you step out of the family. Mm-hmm. Like you're still involved, you're still present, you're still mm-hmm. loving well. Mm-hmm. Um, as much as it hurts, you still love well. <laughs> yeah. Um, and knowing that um the kids may never come around, that's the chance you take. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think in the long run, most of them do as they become adults. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Challenging to, you know, you're kind of rolling the dice, right? You're you're taking a risk there of of there's no guarantee that an actual relationship or a bond is going to emerge from that. And there's also no control over what is said about you in the other home or, or what picture is being painted over there. And often what, what we see is the stepmom kind of being vilified, mm-hmm. like, you know, anything that's going wrong with the kid or any stressors that, well, it must be stepmom's fault. Mm-hmm. And, and Brenda, you made the comment, not get defensive. How do you not get defensive in those situations? Because we we coach stepmoms all the time who just struggle yeah. with that. I mean, that's an art in and of itself. Yeah, that's one thing I wish I could have uh, understood and learned earlier. But I think what really helped in that process is that uh, we had a strong marriage coming out of the shoot because we, you know, did our homework. And even mm-hmm. though we still had so many things, like Tiffany said, you try to do everything and <laughs> you still don't know it all, right? Yeah. But yeah. because we, there was a level of trust and honesty between Gil and I, when I would get defensive of my kids and guys, 20 years later, this is still happening. Mm-hmm. We had mm-hmm. something happen over Christmas and we were like getting all heated up and it's like, not against each other, but the kids. And it's like, oh my gosh, we're, we're better than this. <laughs> I, felt like, yeah. I felt like we were transformed to like our first year of step family. It's like, what the heck was that? But we were able to laugh about it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like the step family adventure just keeps on giving. Yeah. Um, <laughs> also say it's because I think, you know, the marriage is so important. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, the kids are important, but you need to have that strong bond with each other to support each other when you're feeling as a stepmom put down 
disrespected, that you need to know that someone's in your corner. Yeah. yeah. And someone's speaking truth to you. Yeah. Yes. So you do bring value. Absolutely. Yeah. You know? I think the head and the heart battle mm-hmm. um, is a really tough piece to navigate mm-hmm. because as a step parent or a bio parent in a blended family, when you've done your homework, you know why something is happening. You understand the logic or the reasoning behind the kids telling the bio parent something different than what actually happened or um, whatever the situation may be. You, you, you get it logically, but it still hurts your heart. Um, And, and it, it's almost like a constant conflict and constantly having to remind yourself Mm. um, this isn't personal, even though it feels extremely personal, they're reacting to my position or they're reacting to the situation, not me specifically. Uh, But that head and that heart battle are so hard. Yeah. Yeah. And I would imagine Stacy, that as you shared earlier, kind of feeling like that stranded stranger, not knowing Mm -hmm. what my role is or how I belong in here. Where do I fit? Maybe you understood it, but you, but it's hard to feel it. Yes. Yeah. 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 I mean, we hear it over and over that being part of a step family, you've got to have a thick skin. I mean, you're going to take some hard hits. (laughs) That's right. But what you just described there, Stacey, is it's ongoing all Mm. the time. How do you keep that? that tenderness towards your stepkids and that longing to want to build that bond. And at the same time, take those hits over and over. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, that's gotta be so tough. Yeah. What was that episode? I mean, it was more from my perspective as a stepdad, but there was an episode a while back that we, that was called how to like your stepchild, even when they're driving you nuts. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> And it's hard because that, and that battle between the head and the heart exists in that. Yeah. yeah. So those are, uh, those are significant challenges. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I know that you're not the only three step moms in the world that experience that. No. And so, you know, for those who are listening, I, I know that you're recognizing, okay, I'm not alone. And I wonder there's some step moms I know who are right on the front end of their journey right mm. now as they're listening to this. And so I wonder, as we think about them, uh, what would you say that you wish you would have known at the beginning that maybe, you know, now, I think wish I would have known how to step back a little bit sooner mm. and allowed the kids to set the pace. Okay. Because um, really early on, I tried to push it. Okay. Um, and because I wanted that relationship so bad. And Brian wanted that relationship. He wanted me to be that mom, that good influence mom in their lives. And it just wasn't happening. And okay. I think to find that balance, I think I wish I would have found that earlier on in our relationship. So it sounds like Tiffany, you were really trying to lean in on the bonding and kind of growing the relationship piece of things. And then Brian's there going, yeah, like I I love these kids and I love my wife and I want them to love each other. Like who doesn't want that? But, but it took a little bit to recognize, wow, that has to emerge over time. Uh, is that- and the kids really need to set that pace. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. can't push them because, you know, they have those loyalty binds with their yeah. bio parents and you can't, yeah. you can't pull them from that. So. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. you don't want to apply pressure, right? That sounds like a lot of pressure. Mm. Right. Yeah. I don't really want to move toward people who are applying pressure. No. I mean, yeah. <laughs> and exactly. I, and I haven't. I haven't met a teenager, a, a five-year-old or a 15-year-old yet that's like, you know what I really need in my life? I need another parent like telling me things to do. To, <laughs> like I haven't heard them out seeking that. Yeah. So maybe we do need to let them set the pace a little bit. That's yeah. really good, Tiffany. Yeah, How definitely. about Brenda or Stacy? What do you think? Um, I think I had no clue early on how much uh, my stepkids and even my bio kids were grieving the loss of their last family. Mm. I think because, you know, as adults, we have found love again and we're excited and there's hope in the future and, you know, kids are resilient and we're going to have a good time and we're going to do it right this time, which may be all a good um, goal. 
but I think it's easy to look past their heart and their journey that they're on because it's another loss for them. And I think we did stop and acknowledge that with them um, from time to time, but I don't think I understood the depth. Mm. That's a powerful thing you just said. It's easy to look past their heart. Mm -hmm. Say more about that. What do you mean by that? Well, if, you know, if everyone's having a good day, then you don't even think about grieving because grieving is like a negative downer. Nobody wants to embrace that. Right. (laughs) But when there's pushback and there's um, rebellion, a lot of rebellion, when there's drugs, alcohol, jails involved, all this kind of stuff, um, that is part of the way they're expressing their grief that they miss their their previous family, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And then we miss it. We look at the behavior as opposed to the emotion and the loss underneath that. Yeah. Behavior. yeah. And not that we can fix uh, the loss, but right. I think just as human beings, we like to know that we've been heard mm-hmm. and acknowledged. Yeah. Um, and it's like, yeah, I can't fix it. And this sucks. But tell me more about your experience in this, because I, you know, I'm grieving the loss of my previous family. Mm-hmm. How are you dealing with this? This is all new to me. What, how do we do this together? And that gives yeah. them a voice. Cause a lot of times yeah. we don't give our kids a voice. Yeah. It's like they're voluntold that they're going to go into a step family. We never stop. And That's how right. do you really feel about this? Right. Well, we're doing it anyway. Right. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's so, great. Thanks, Brenda. Yeah. How about for you, Stacy? What do you wish you would have known at the beginning of the journey? I think this is another ap- aspect of stepping back. Uh, for me, I had to realize that ultimately I'm not responsible for how the kids turn out or the adults that they end up being. Um, and nobody is going to judge me for who they are. Nobody's going to look at me and say, you're their stepmother. You should have taught them this or that. Um, and, and I came in and I saw, uh, what I perceived as gaps in reality, they were differences, Mm -hmm. but I, I perceived them as gaps in at the time. And, and I thought, well, I'm going to teach the girls this, and I'm going to teach the girls that, uh, I hadn't built relationship with them. They hadn't given me passport into that aspect of their lives. Mm -hmm. And I really had to take a step back and let their mom and dad be their mom and dad always easy to do yeah that's yeah. powerful how was that for you it's interesting how you just worded that stacy of i needed to let their mom and dad be their mom and dad and you're including mom in that in the other mm-hmm. home yeah how did how did that look for you um there were there were some challenges there sure. uh, i was regularly reminded that i was not mom okay <laughs> um yeah. which I think in some ways uh, caused me to try to dig my heels in, in certain areas more than I should have. Yep. Because again, I was trying to find that role. I was trying to figure out where I fit, yeah. but I I had to just acknowledge that um, their mom is a very active, involved part of their life. Mm-hmm. And whether the girls were being taught something that I agreed or didn't agree with, or would have done differently, it wasn't about me. It's about the kids mm-hmm. um, and they had a mom and dad that loved them and were responsible for teaching them. And it wasn't me, Wow! but it took me way too long to learn that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm wondering, you use the term, sometimes I dug my heels in. Mm-hmm. What What is the result of digging your heels in? Oh, it completely blew up on me. <laughs> Tell yeah. us about that. Yeah, say, say a little more about that if you would. Um, I, I think, you know, uh, we, we've talked about too, the, the lack of control. There's, there's so many external things that impact your home. Um, so I would find that I was becoming the person I didn't want to be that we had huge conflicts over the dishes, mm-hmm. how soon the dishes got done or how the dishes got done. Um, uh, one of my stepdaughters and I ended up in a big fight one day because she wasn't sweeping the floor the way that I thought she was, she should have. I think in this this situation, so much is out of your control that you grasp for control wherever you can find it. Um, and and the more I struggled to do that, the more conflict that there was. It had the completely opposite mm-hmm. uh, result of what I was trying to achieve. And I had some damage control I had to go back and do. Yeah. 
So there was, it backfired on you. That's what Mm. you're saying. Oh, absolutely. I can totally relate. As a stepdad, (laughs) you're just like listening to some of those. I'm like, yep, I had that argument and I had that. Yep. I had that expectation. (laughs) I did the exact same thing. (laughs) And, And now we're in the unique position. You guys probably haven't heard this news, but my daughter is back in our home. Yeah, She's 27 now. She's been gone for nine years. She has not lived in our home. And so our two biological kids are gone now. They're They're off off to college. college. Annika is back in the home. So we're back Back where we started. started. Yeah. It's just me, Kim and Annika. It's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) But we were just, we were just talking about this yesterday, honey, Mm. how all the little things that Annika does, all the little habits, all the little areas where she needs to improve. There's, there's still some there, you know, I mean, well, I I have a few myself. (laughs) (laughs) But but all those little frustrations and annoyances, uh, Mike handles things so much differently now. Like he's finally (laughs) learning that, okay, it's, Uh, it, it's it's not the end of the world if she you know if she drinks well maybe not the end of your world <laughs> it's all about looking at the bigger picture it is absolutely right yeah. she's she's uh, back in our home we're well, helping her get through some stuff and yeah. meet some goals and that's the bigger picture yeah it's, but yeah it took i mean when mike says he struggled with that he definitely did absolutely like yeah yeah, yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that, yeah. Stacey. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> so so we talked a, a little bit about challenges and we've talked about, boy, I wish I would have known this at the beginning. And, and even through, as you've been sharing what you wish you would have known, you've kind of also shared a bit about, well, I wish I would have done this a little bit differently. I guess mm-hmm. those those two thoughts are are married to each other. I wonder if we think about from a positive perspective, if you think back on all your years what might be the, the the thing that you believe made the most significant impact in a positive way with, you know, one or more of your stepchildren? What was it that you did? Well, I think for me, there is consistency in uh, my relationship with their dad. And mm-hmm. there was really no denying um, that I love him and I want to take care of him. Whether they like me or not, because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> okay. yeah. uh, that's my my first priority yeah. uh, right. to mm-hmm. love. That's why I married my best friend, and I want to do whatever I can to make his life easier and better. And um, I think through the years, because they have shared how they have seen that, um, and vice versa, the way Gil has served me and taken care of me, my boys. Um, have made comments on that. So I think that's the best gift we can give our kids, especially if their previous uh, experience of a family was challenging. Um, This is a great chance for them to see what a healthy marriage looks like. Not that we do it exactly right. We're still going to mess up, right? Right. But um, they need to see that we can have fun and love each other. And that's what marriage is all about. And you work through the hard stuff. Absolutely. So, so Brenda, it sounds like that consistent commitment. love and commitment and connection with Gil at, over a long period of time has set up some example and a hope of what a healthy, strong marriage might look like. And ultimately, mm-hmm. uh, they're going, wow, you loved my dad really well. Yeah. In spite of the, the bumps in the road through the years yeah. or yeah. things that have been said, been said in the other household, you just live your life. And then those just kind of go away because they're not true. And it's, you can yeah. see that they're not true. So yeah. that's so good. Yeah. Thank the you. truth eventually is revealed to the kids. For yeah. Sure. yeah. Yeah. And you're just doing, you're just being you. Yeah. You're yeah. just yeah. loving and doing life and being a kind person and Yep. Mm-hmm. Just stay secure and stay the course. Yeah, exactly. Good. Yeah. That's awesome. Thanks, Brenda. That ties right in to probably what my answer would be to um, kind of going along with this theme that I've been sharing of being so uncertain in my role. When I finally was able to get to a point and it was just like this light bulb moment. I don't know why I didn't think of it sooner, but I just realized Um, And I'm a person of faith. So I believe it was a message that God gave me. Um, They have a mom, they have a dad, Mm. and they have a Stacy. 
And as much as I wish that I had some term of endearment or something more personal than Stacy, when I finally realized that my job was to love them and be the best Stacy that I could for them, the more I relaxed. And as Brenda was saying, just be present and love and be consistent and be available for when they do choose to lean in. The more I just focused on being their Stacy, it just was so much easier and everybody seemed to come together. Um, and our really, our family really started to feel like a family because I was able to relax. That's awesome. And I was just me. Yeah. And, and were you able to experience more peace and joy when you made that, that shift? Absolutely. Um, the amount of pressure and anxiety that I had been putting on myself mm. to fit some role that I had created in my head that they didn't even need or want. It was huge. And mm. so when I finally got to a point where I could just relax into this concept of being their Stacy, the the weight that lifted and the the great conversations and the good times and the good memories that we've had have been huge. On a little bit more practical level, I would also say the moments that you have to make memories together. Mm. I remember one particular summer, we all had cabin fever. We had been in this space, living life. They were on summer break and bored out of their minds. And we were just at each other. Mm. And nobody, including my husband or I, deserved any kind of a reward or special treat. But we knew that we needed to hit a reset button. And so we live an hour from the Oregon coast. And so we said, okay, Saturday morning, we're going to get up, we're going to get in the car and we're going to go and we're going to have breakfast and we're going to have a day at the beach. And they got to run off some energy and play in the water. And we ate at favorite restaurants and it was just a day out of the house Mm -hmm. and it totally hit the reset button. We made great memories, took lots of pictures that are still on picture boards now and they look at those and go oh my gosh i remember that day that was so fun so even if it's it's not this big huge concept something as practical as just taking a day to do something completely random um that will help make memories Mm. um, and build that family experience that can be huge Mm. i love that idea that that is great thank you for sharing that's great i love that that idea of we need a reset yeah How about for you, Tiffany? What do you think that maybe has made the biggest impact in a positive way? Well, I would have to say it's similar to what both Brenda and Stacy said as far as um, the consistency. Mm. You know, I mentioned that early on I was pushing for relationship. And when I finally did step back, I think that was probably the biggest point when I allowed them to set the pace. Yeah. And, you know, one of the kids, the pace is a lot quicker than the other. Yeah. And we may butt heads quite a bit, but we still have that relationship where the other one, we don't necessarily have that relationship, but that one is now in college mm-hmm. and we're starting, I'm seeing a few more text messages here and there and checking in and, you know, things come up that she's learning that she'll shoot me a message and say, Hey, Tiffany, you might want to look into this. I thought of you. And it's those little things, again, little wins. Um, But it's taken 10 years to get there. So, and it's just that consistency and the slow and steady. And, Mm. you know, our house is a house of faith. And Mm -hmm. so for them to see that consistency too in our faith, because they don't see that Mm -hmm. in their other home, I think Mm -hmm. that has made a huge impact too, because the one that's in college now, she has found her own church and she's yeah. done some searching to find what fits for her. To me, that just, that blesses me to mm-hmm. know that maybe some of my example set yeah. in her so she could actually do that comfortably. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. What a, what a, a cool affirmation to kind of see that. And yeah, again, we talked earlier about those just little tiny things, mm-hmm. but getting a, Getting a uh, text from a stepchild at college that's just for you, that uh, mm-hmm. the acknowledgement Thinking that comes with you. that. And I wonder, you know, sometimes that can be easily taken for granted, but those little things are so powerful. I think mm-hmm. I really, I, I love how each of you shared um, 
that consistency of just being able to show up in a kind way, in a mm-hmm. loving way, kind of keeping the light on. And, and I've, I, as a stepdad, I've experienced that same thing. And I think about uh, similar to your text, there was a sweet little moment a couple of years ago that I don't know, it was Annika was probably maybe 24, somewhere in there. And she was coming to the house and I was in the living room and I'm sitting on the couch and I don't know where everybody else was, but she, she just walked in the door. She didn't, you know, knock or anything like it's okay. This is your home. And she just came straight over the couch. She plopped down like right next to me. You couldn't fit a piece of paper between us. And she put a little head on my shoulder and just Mm -hmm. said, Hey, and I was just like, wow, that was awesome. (laughs) Like it was the silliest, (laughs) tiniest little thing, but I thought, you know what? you know, 18 years, whatever it was, have paid off Mm, just in this 30 second little moment Mm -hmm. that seems like the tiniest little thing. And I can't, I I can't let that go by without recognizing like, here's the payoff. Here it is. Mm -hmm. It's so worth. So I think maybe, maybe I've eaten a little poison along the way too, but I'm not (laughs) nearly as beautiful of a peacock as you guys are. So, but what we're talking about here is the crock pot, right? Mm. I mean, Tiffany, you just said it. It's taken 10 years for this child Mm -hmm. to start moving towards me. And, you know, statistically, we're told it's an average of seven years, average of seven years for a step family to really begin to integrate. And I'm just wondering if each of you could kind of just share. Do you feel like you you fit in that seven year time frame? Has it been shorter, longer? Tiffany, you just alluded that it's been different time frame for each mm-hmm. each of your stepchildren, mm-hmm. and that can be so true. But what are your thoughts around this um, the seven year average? And you know, what do we do while we're hanging out in the crock pot, low and slow, <laughs> low and slow, when we're waiting? It's patiently. like a hot tub, right? We're just yeah. hanging out. <laughs> it's not like a hot tub. <laughs> I think it, it goes back to um, Ron Deal's analogy of you know, you've got that potato that just it takes so much longer. Yeah. So I think there are different levels of that blending. Um, and sitting in that crock pot because each child is different and each child needs something different and needs to be loved differently. And I think that each family is different for us. You know, we blended pretty well early on, but then things started to get hard again and walls went up and especially as the kids became teenagers. I don't think anything else needs to be said about that. Teenage years are hard. (laughs) But I mean, like you said, it's, it's different for every family. And, you know, for us, it, I think the seven year average probably was pretty right on Mm. for the family as a whole. But Mm. again, one is taking a little bit longer and one was pretty easy. Sure. Yeah. And you may never know the reasons for that. Mm -hmm. I mean, Sometimes we get, you know, inklings of, well, that one had a really strong bond to bio mom and that the loyalty bind is a little bit stronger. Or, you know, sometimes we have ideas, but sometimes we will just never know. Maybe it's a personality thing. Who knows? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But it's okay. They're all unique. Mm -hmm. Right. I think for us, the seven years held true as well. Mm -hmm. I do find it interesting that for us, the seven years landed at the same season when they were starting to launch into adulthood. Um, And so I wonder for blended families that start with younger kids and are still navigating those teenage years, if maybe theirs is maybe going to be a little bit longer on that range. Um, Because kids naturally love their bio parents. Mm -hmm. They want to please both of their bio parents. They want to um, do what they need to do so that living in both homes is very comfortable for them. Mm. And there's just a natural mental and emotional development that occurs as kids move out of being children and being able to see and process as adults. Uh, so for us, that seven year mark happened as they were able to start seeing some of their history and some of the years that they had spent in the two homes uh, through starting to see that through the adult lens mm-hmm. um, and be able to process things differently than they did as kids. Yeah. 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 It's interesting to hear you say that that 
there's some different correlations that come along with that, but okay, I fill the seven years, but also they're kind of starting to launch out and do their own thing. But also along the journey you've talked about, I learned to be their Stacy, you know, and yes. I try to, and so, so many different things impact that journey, but, but yet that time frame rings true for you. Yeah. How about for you, Brenda? Yeah, I would say, so out of the seven kids, we had five preteens and teens in our home because the older two were kind of launched already. Um, and I, I would say definitely, yeah, I, I agree with what you guys are saying. It's like each kid is so different. Mm-hmm. They're that different vegetable in that crock pot and they cook differently. Yeah. Yeah. But I think one thing we really resonated with is somebody once told us, however old the child is, when you get married, double that age. Yeah. And that's the age that if they even accept you ever at all, that that would be. (laughs) So we kind of saw that play out even more so. It's like you saw a shift in, you know, the texting coming or they were just a little softer. It's like, okay, so, you know, I think as as people start out on this journey to keep that statistic in mind, too, you know, definitely the four to seven years. But how old is that kid? And even though there might be 10 now, you're thinking, oh, my gosh. You mean they won't even like me till they're 20? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, exactly. But it's not going to change who you are or, mm. you know, sh- you mm. know, it's going to be hard, but it's still, yeah, mm. consistency and be your Stacy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's identity, right? If our, if my identity is rooted in how these kids respond to me, boy, I'm going to have a real identity crisis. Yeah. yeah. But if my identity yeah. is rooted in I'm going to be a loving Stacy or a loving Tiffany or a loving Brenda, then I get the opportunity to walk through that journey with them. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm imagining, I know for, uh, we know mm-hmm. that we have a lot of listeners who are way on the front end of their journey and they're just being pro, doing some proactive learning about what's this thing going to be about. And they're going, you got to be kidding me. It takes seven years. <laughs> like, like I got to do this for seven years. I, what I want to challenge, if you're listening and you're thinking, having that thought right now, where, where I would love to challenge you to think about is sometimes those who are on the early part of their journey and they hear this statistic, they go, oh, thank goodness. That means I don't have to get it exactly yeah. right, right now. Take some pressure I, off. I can. I can back off mm-hmm. a little bit like Tiffany was sharing and just be patient. I can just be Stacy and mm-hmm. not be somebody else. Uh, I want you to really think about, yeah, seven years can be a long time, but you know what? Considering the rest of your life uh, being mm-hmm. in these relationships, it's, it's worth the effort. It's worth the intentionality. And uh, so just want to put you at ease if you're having that. <gasps> oh, seven years. Oh my God. <laughs> Well, I, I wonder, I want to talk a little bit about marriage. Mm-hmm. So, because mm-hmm. we've talked about stepmomming, mm-hmm. but that also impacts your relationship with your husbands. And I wonder, we did an uh, episode just not too long ago where we talked about, from our perspective, some of the super strengths that have actually occurred within our marriage mm-hmm. as a result of the challenges that we've faced that together. Have developed, yeah. And and so I'm curious, from your perspective, what would you say might be a super strength that has emerged within the context of your marriage as you've walked through some of the challenges over the years? I would say a mutual respect. Mm. And when you're coming into a blended family, you have in any marriage, really, you have all of these expectations Mm. of what it's supposed to look like. (laughs) And as Brian and I have gone through these last 10 years, there's been so much and we see each other's roles more clearly. Mm. And, you know, early on, we would have conflict on how I was treating the kids or, you know, there, there wasn't enough discipline from him or whatever the case may be. Mm. But as we've grown together, learning that mutual respect of each other's roles Mm. has brought us closer Mm. and really bonded. And, you know, on top of the faith that we hold has really solidified our marriage in the whole family picture. Yeah. 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 So even in the midst of different perspectives, not always seeing eye to eye, wanting different things, 
you're you have developed a, a mutual respect for each other that's become a super strength mm-hmm. within the co- uh, context of your marriage yeah. that's awesome tiffany i think for us i would say it's been communication mm-hmm. we've had to develop some really strong healthy communication skills in order to have the hard conversations that have to be had. And I just have to give huge kudos to my husband, Rich, um, for being the bio dad of four girls and all of the emotions that were in our house. Mm -hmm. Um, And he really learned to hear the days when I came to him and said, this isn't something I need you to fix. I just need you to know that this is what I'm struggling with. Mm. Um, And he learned to not be defensive and to hear my words. Um, And we've really developed some great um, communication techniques as a result of our journey. Wow. So even in the midst of those hard conversations, being able to communicate in a way that expresses love, Mm -hmm. even when you're not seeing eye to eye. Mm. That's awesome. Yeah. Good job, Rich. I know you'll be listening yes. to this. Well <laughs> you got four four daughters and a wife and an and a previous wife. Uh, you got yeah. You, you got, got a lot, lot of communication lot of skills that have been developed there. Yeah. <laughs> well done. <laughs> Thanks, Stacy. How about for you, Brenda? What would you say yours and Gil's super strength is? Um, I think. Well, we started our the foundation of our relationship, I think on our second date, we did a handshake of um, that our relationship would be built on trust and honesty Mm. because that had been obliterated in our previous relationships. And it's like, we're getting old. We're not going to settle for anything less (laughs) than that. And that's really played out because Mm -hmm. we've needed to trust each other. And, and because that level of trust is there, we could be honest with each other. Like, okay, I'm grieving the loss of my last family. It has nothing to do with the other bio parent. It's just that dream of you're supposed to be married the rest of your life. So it has nothing to do with the people involved, but just the dream. So to be able to share that with him and not have him feel uh, intimidated or um, insecure in who we are, um, that just gave us freedom, which, you know, when you're vulnerable like that, it takes risk. Yeah. Um, but the return on investment on that is strength. And 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 sometimes people think vulnerability is like it's a weakness. No, it's you have to be very brave and mm. courageous to share what's really in your heart. But that's where the gold is. That's yeah. where the strength of the relationship yeah. is built. Yeah. Exactly. So this really painful experience in previous relationships that broke trust and broke honesty Mm -hmm. actually led you to taking some risk and uh, and then being really vulnerable with each other in lots of different ways, all of a sudden built the super strength of of trust. Yeah, which is, I think the bedrock to that is safety. Because if you don't feel safe in your relationship, you're not going to be vulnerable, right? That's right. (laughs) So even to have that conversation, what does safety look like to Mm -hmm. you? What does it look like to me? How do we get there? Because there is just, yeah, 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 it's really important. (laughs) And it takes risk. It does take risk. Yeah. Yeah. And willingness. Absolutely. So powerful. And what an interesting connection in all of that. Brenda is saying we need to build trust, you know, and have have absolute vulnerability and honesty. Mm, And we're not going to do that without the great communication skills Mm -hmm. that Stacy talked about. And we're certainly not going to do that if we haven't learned to really build mutual respect between each other, like Tiffany was just saying. Like Mm -hmm. if you're listening, this is gold and it's all connected. Mm -hmm. And and I really encourage you if you're struggling right now. Uh, with your with your mate, uh, these are things to learn. The, the cool thing about like all this communication and mutual respect and the the way that we interact with each other, it's like these are skills, relational skills. And we because they're skills, we mm-hmm. actually can learn them. That means it yeah. can get better. That means you're not stuck. You might feel stuck, but you're not stuck. Yeah. That's why and we call them that super truth, strengths. Totally, you develop it like a muscle. Absolutely, <laughs> and, and and that's so cool because you don't you don't have to stay where you are. Reach yeah. out for help. 
Yeah. yeah. And Brenda, you mentioned courage there, how it takes courage mm. to be vulnerable. And that was mm-hmm. one of the super strengths that we talked about in, in our mm-hmm. uh, one of our episodes. Mm-hmm. And I just I have to say, being a stepmom takes tremendous courage. Yeah tremendous amount of courage mm-hmm. to step into that role mm-hmm. and to ingest that poison. Mm-hmm. And just knowing the three of you for many years, I, I mean, there is beauty. There's mm-hmm. beautiful colors that mm-hmm. each of you exhibit as you talk about your families and your marriage and your stepchildren. Mm-hmm. I mean, the beauty is there mm-hmm. and you've stayed the course yeah. and it's just, it's amazing. Yeah. It really is beautiful. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering, um, I know that all three of you are out there helping other stepmoms, mm-hmm. which of course is beautiful as mm-hmm. well, and helping other stepmoms develop their beautiful feathers as they ingest more poison along the way. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> but if you could each just share, you know, what different ways do you invest your personal energy and your time supporting other blended family couples. Just tell us a little bit about that. Brenda, you want to start? I guess I'll jump in. (laughs) Uh, So uh, Gil is my husband is a full-time counselor and I'm a life coach. So we work with couples from all over the world via zoom or in person. And um, yeah, we do seminars. We wrote a book series uh, restored and remarried. And then we also have something specifically for stepdads called Unsung mm-hmm. Heroes, mm-hmm. Uh, which is just a really simple video series that's pretty impactful. So yeah, we love meeting with couples and encouraging couples and we are still learning. Absolutely. <laughs> it's exciting. Yeah, yeah as sure. are we. And we need to have Gil on the show. Yeah, for uh, sure. Yeah, maybe yeah. for Father's Day or leading mm-hmm. up to Father's yeah. Day. Yeah, that would I be fun. Yeah. yeah, so we're at gillandbrenda.com. Yep. So we're on all social media and we have podcasts and mm-hmm. all that stuff. So yeah, check us out. Yeah, yeah please do. We'll uh, we'll put a link over to your website on the show notes as mm-hmm. well. Great. Thank you. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay. I wanted to make sure I went after Brenda because a huge shout out to Gil and Brenda for all of their materials mm-hmm. um, that have contributed to saving our marriage and saving our family. Mm-hmm. So um, yes, Gil's uh, Unsung Heroes product is absolutely fantastic. We've shown it to the dads that are part of our group. Um also like their concept of getting behind your wall. Mm. Uh, but as far as Rich and I, we have a weekly life group through our home church that we lead. Um, well, we're listed as the leaders, <laughs> but we readily admit that we're still going through it and learning sure. right alongside of everyone else. Yeah. Uh, we also love to meet with individuals and couples um, on an as needed basis. Um, at different seasons, I've run um, meetings with stepmoms to either do a book study or just spend time together encouraging. Mm -hmm. And during the pandemic, we connected with a few other blended family couples that were navigating the launching of the late teen and early adult years. And we actually created a Zoom group that meets twice a month um, where we just get together and uh, support each other and and learn together to navigate those years well. Yeah, awesome. Mm -hmm. And how do people find you if they want to, if they want to maybe hop in on that? Um, message Mike and Kim and they can give you my contact. (laughs) We are very low tech. We don't have any uh, websites or anything like that. But if you're interested in connecting, Mike and Kim can, can make that happen. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How about for you, Tiffany? Well, I, um, lead and like the others have said, I, I say that lightly because (laughs) I am there right along with the others, but, um, just a a stepmom group. We meet once a month. Um, whoever can come because, you know, scheduling with blended family when the kids are home, when they're not home, it can be challenging. So we don't really follow a curriculum. We've tried that and it just doesn't work. Um, but we just get together and encourage each other and let people vent for a couple of minutes if they need to vent, if they've had a really hard month, yep. but we've been meeting for gosh, a couple of years now and mm-hmm. it's, it's life-changing. So, yeah. yeah. And then Brian and I together, we've hosted a couple of step family couples groups, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. usually we're just kind of getting together with couples one-on-one yeah. on an as needed or an as wanted basis, just because of our bandwidth. So all primarily in your local area. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. 
I love that. I want, we all need support. Absolutely. You know, some of us who are listening right now are, again, they might be on the early on the journey or they might be down the road. Mm -hmm. And if you're down the road and you've experienced a few wins and you've um, been, uh, you know, navigating this in a way that's Mm -hmm. building uh, strength in your marriage and strength Mm -hmm. with your kids. I love the uh, example that you just set there, Tiffany, of, hey, just invite some people into conversation Yeah, because sometimes this is a lonely journey and people need to not feel lonely. And so whether, you know, you've got a podcast and a website or whether you don't, you can make an impact. You can. You can make an impact. And so I just, I just call you to that and really think about that. Mm -hmm. If you have any inkling of helping others, man, explore that. Well, Thank you so much for joining us for this. I wonder as we wrap up the conversation, if you could just leave one encouragement for stepmoms out there, what would that one encouragement be? Can I do two? Nope. You got to help me. You got to do one. I said one. I said one. (laughs) Sure. Go for it. (laughs) Well, the first one is just kind of a a tag off of what was just said. Finding community is essential. Mm. This is a very lonely journey and it will make you feel like you're going crazy um, and that you're becoming someone that you don't like. Mm. Uh, So find community. Um, The second one is love and grace. Mm. When you don't know what else to do, choose love and choose grace. Mm. Um, And that includes yourself. Um, Give yourself grace. This is a hard journey. Um, But when you choose, no matter how difficult the situation is, no matter how unfair it feels, when you choose love and grace, you're doing the right thing for the kiddos. And that is incredibly important. And it builds relationship and it will be a blessing. That. Thank you, Stacy. I have to piggyback on the finding community. Mm. That's how my group got started. Was it was just me and another stepmom, and we mm. just needed to bounce things off of each other. So, I definitely think that's very important, and I would encourage anybody to just find one other person mm-hmm. where you can get some support and be a support to them as well, mm. and then um, just hang in there and, and give yourself that grace, like Stacy said, give yourself a break and breathe and know that you're not alone. Mm, yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. Brenda, sorry, I'm going to hop in on one thing. I love these encouragements about. Community. Yeah, definitely. The community component is yeah. so it's not that it, it almost, I want to say it normalizes your pain. If that makes sense. Okay. I know if this is part of the journey, then I can do it. So I guess the idea of long haul thinking is really important. And where where do you want to be 10 years, five years, five months, five minutes from now? What can I do now if, if my attitude and decision that I do right now toward my stepchild, how is that going to impact them? Uh, invest in your marriage because that's the best gift you can give your kids. And like several of you have mentioned, there's so many resources out there now. Um, And the big question is how teachable are you? Are you stuck in a rut and woe is me and pity party and, you know, down that, that rabbit hole of a pit, which I know it all too well. It's like, no, what can I do today to learn Mm -hmm. to um, be a better wife, better mom, better woman, you know, Mm. better community member. How did, what does that look like? Um, I know that's probably more like five things, but <laughs> community <laughs> and long haul thinking. How about that? There you go. <laughs> those were there some go. gold nuggets. Those all are of them. those are all great. You didn't you, none of none of I don't think any of you followed the rules about one thing, but that's okay. I guess, <laughs> I guess we'll have we'll have love and grace for that. Yes. And, uh, yeah. And, and you know, if I could just just say one thing about all that, I totally affirm and encourage this idea of um community and and Brenda I love the way you just said long haul thinking and I would encourage as you're looking for that community I want you to have discernment there are some voices out there there are some groups out there that talk a lot about building walls and creating barriers between uh, maybe you and your stepchild or even between you and your spouse and if we're going to take this seriously where we're going to approach with love and grace over the long haul, 
We need to be discerning about the community that we decide to insert ourselves into. And so do a little research before you just hop into anything and find the one that matches your values, find the one that's going to be encouraging and not discouraging bonding and connection, even when bonding and connection is hard. Yeah. So, find one that's yeah. talking about healthy boundaries, what healthy yeah, boundaries look like, absolutely. not boundaries that create disconnection. That's right. So that you can thrive. Yep. And so can everyone else. That's right. So community, love, grace, long haul thinking, build that connection and we can go through this journey together. Don't love have to it. do it alone. It's awesome. Love it. Yes. Thank you to all three of you, Brenda, mm-hmm. Tiffany, Stacy. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we're so appreciative of your voice so and of your story. And I, and I know that it's going to bring value to the listeners. Yes. Thank you so much. We love mm-hmm. you guys. We really <laughs> Thank do. You Thank you for having us. Love yes, you guys. Love you guys. Awesome. Well, that's going to make this episode a wrap. Until next time. Bye.